Hey guys, and welcome back to Janelle Talks Too Much. Just want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody that's tuning in, listening to this. Today's conversation is going to be concerning critical race theory and just some topics around race. So I guess a disclaimer for that, if needed. Not sure why it would be, but apparently it's needed. Again, thank you guys for everything. I just wanted to jump on here and let you know that this is not to push anybody either way. This podcast is designed for people who are able to have conversation and listen to different perspectives. So Critical race theory being as controversial as it is at the moment in time, it is polarizing. I will agree there. But understand, I am the kind of person who's open to hearing both sides of everything because I want to know everything before I decide how I feel about something or what things are definitively in my mind without knowing all facts first. I just like to know. So if that sounds like you, stick around. If not, if you're, you know, sticking to your guns on what you feel and what you believe, hey, I support you. Go do you make a podcast be great however this is my time this is my space and i feel like things need to be addressed here how i came to realize my own biases that i had once in my life was it wasn't even surrounding my own race what we can do to not be the racist in the room and not be the last to know about it is to educate ourselves on these topics so some people may feel as though they are walking on the eggshell circumference of other people, people of color in particular, minority groups, by having to change the way that they speak or acknowledge certain things or no one's asking you to agree either. It's really just an understanding of someone else's life experience. Adding to the disclaimer, this episode about critical race theory is strictly my opinion, but obviously not only my opinion. I'm going to see both sides and talk about both stances of this. Do we talk about it? Do we not? Do we teach our children the divisiveness of our country? Do we, I mean, why would we not is my my take on it. I will be talking about just simply what I feel about it. There will be a part two to this that will have so much more for you to dig your heels into if you already listen If I don't scare you off by then, I just didn't want to align my opinion and my feelings with the things that I can educate others with, not just yet on this subject. My reason for, I guess, jumping the gun and doing a a pre-episode to this is because it's Black History Month. I want to talk about the positive things, not just the negative type of, I want to reflect this month with this podcast in a way that can be memorable. Someone who's struggled with racial identities before, I just feel like I need to do myself the service as well as others to talk about race because it's not often talked about enough in our families. And when it is talked about, it is extremely hurtful for us because our family members do not understand that what they're saying is considered racist and when you tell them that they automatically like think the worst like I didn't say the n-word like why would you call me racist I I love you you're you know close to me your family you're you're my baby like no guys listen speaking to everyone's family here of a, a person of color like you cannot make certain comments anymore there cannot be discussion of kinkiness of hair and, and talking about skin color like that you're making your family member feel ostracized when they already feel that way to begin with they see that they're different from you you know from the time that they're they notice it themselves they've probably already been told harshly by others i i just feel in this country we are conditioned to look at each other a certain way because of what we are taught not in schools it's also what we're not taught So our family members making these comments, genuinely not even understanding that what they're saying is racially biased, is indicative of inherent racism. Inherent racism is not the outward expression of calling someone the N-word or saying, yeah, they're black, I wouldn't do that. That's outward 
obvious expressed racism, but inherent racism is the, I don't want to say out of mind, but like you're not intending for it to be racist. It is inherent in you because of what you learned about that to begin with. Your experiences with that race, that gender, that culture, that thing, that that thing that pissed you off the most is associated with that race of people. And I'm not pointing fingers here without first pointing at myself because my biases were against people that were Hispanic. And this was like, feels like, oh, thank God, a lifetime ago. You know, I believed that Mexicans were taking our country over and they're taking jobs and da 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 da. Where did I learn this? But like on the news, I learned this. I, I kind of got that rhetoric from the news and my surroundings about the topic. But as I was able to grow up, move away and think for myself and become educated, if you're a person that refers to all Hispanics as Mexican, like, you know, that that's racist. Okay. We don't look at someone who is Latina in appearance or someone who's Latinx in appearance and say, oh, the, that Mexican dude. But a lot of people I've come across do. And it's just an easy term to describe a tan person with that it's just second nature for most people from where I'm from at least and I'm like Ugh, it just it, it's it makes me cringe every single time because again I used to be the one person that looked at them as though they were dirty and low down and they were just dirt poor I had these thoughts about these people in this box that I put all of them in and I don't really know what switched it for me but again not being around that constant rhetoric of like they are to blame they are to blame they are to blame Whoopi Goldberg you know came under fire because of her comments about the Holocaust now I don't really want to get too far into that but it is a good starting point because now on the first day of Black History Month in 2022 the world is talking about racial politics and I'm here for it. I'm happy that the discussion is happening, but how it happened as a producer, I feel like the view is a bit scripted anyway, so I feel confident in what I'm saying here. I feel like that was a bit staged. I feel like her comments were really never genuine because what Whoopi Goldberg, come on now, she's black, a black woman. And you know, like she's not, she's not that out of touch with, with things. I feel like now that race is being talked about because she had to make apology a video this you know everybody's looking at the studio to react like what's what's coming next from the higher ups and they address it right in a way that's like sorry about what i said and now we need to move forward and learn about the real truth about what happened in the holocaust and how the third reich had had inhuman view toward a race of people they viewed the jewish people as an inhuman subhuman race that did not deserve to live and we are taught that in school we are inherently know that about the Holocaust. But what we don't know about the Holocaust is what gets me even more. Because if you go back and look, Hitler was a great talker, okay? He really sold the people on this idea that Jewish people were to blame for everything. Everything bad in the world, it came back to the Jewish people. Again, another thing to learn when referring to the Jewish race of people, you don't say the Jews. That's, for some Jewish people, it's touchy or some of them don't care, you know, just kind of like how the N-word and the black culture, some of them really don't care if white people say it, it doesn't bother them. Others, it triggers them immediately. So it's one of those things that if you're not a part of the culture or you don't take the time to learn about it, you're never going to know that. You will be the one to make that mistake and not even mean to hurt somebody, but say something so damaging to where they look at you different. I'm not even talking about family at this point. I'm talking about like friends. Like I know that we've all had friends that have made comments about our race, our culture, our background, our sexual orientation, just small little things that like 
have always slid by, the microaggressions, if you will. Again, all of this lingo, all this jargon and things like that is very new age for some of our family members and some people in society that are choosing to, like, they give up on learning. They're just like, okay, I can't work this tablet. Why am I going to talk about racial politics? Because if it doesn't stand out to you as important, it's because it doesn't apply to you because it's not something that you really have to think about. Just a heads up, you have to be willing to listen to all this stuff to know that what you say and act upon could damage another person among you without you even knowing it. And so I've heard throughout my life from all kinds of people, oh, well, you know, I don't see color. We, as people of color, I think we get what you're going for. We don't like hearing this, but we get what you're going for with the inclusion idea, but we don't need that. We need you to look and see the ugly reality we've always been exposed to and continue to face every day, all the time, but you don't have to think about it. Hence, that's the white privilege conversation. Like, again, these are really debated topics and I'm not sure why it causes some people to feel that they don't need to comment on it. Or I'm sorry that people feel like they're being held accountable now, but it's not just about black and white anymore. It's also about gender and class and like how you're treating a person based off of what? Their character? No. Their race, who they're dating, what they're doing, what they do for work. Societal standards shape history. And our society is that of clean, white, pearly Christian values where everybody gets their fair share. Everybody has a say so. It was good for the people who made the rules. The people who put a hierarchy in place in this country, it's always been good for them. And what's good for them typically does not change, hence the generational wealth conversation. That is what that is, right? So if you've made it this far, I I appreciate you hanging in there. I'm trying my best to cover a lot of things at once by just diving a little deeper each time that we bring something up that you need to know about. But thing is, guys, I shouldn't have to be the one to educate you on this stuff. There are articles, there are classes, there are seminars, there are your friends will tell you all you have to do is open your heart up for a second and ask your your token black friend, what was your first encounter with racism? And if they don't tell you, it's probably with you. I'm just joking. But seriously, ask, ask us, but not out of being nosy, like, because I've also gotten that all my entire life. Like, wow, you're really, you're really exotic looking. What are you mixed with? Like, I've gotten that question so many times in my life. And then of course, hey, mixed people, what follows that question? Well, who's, who's, who's black, your mom or your dad? Right. And it's just like a very odd question that you got so used to answering that it didn't seem weird until you had to sit back and think about it. Like, why does that matter? You know, why are why are you also I'm I look exotic? There's a lot to unpack there. So let me start from the top. I'm speaking for myself here. Please do not ever call me exotic if you mean pretty or anything else as a compliment. That is not the adjective that you want to use because I'm not a bird from the Amazon. I'm not exotic. I am racially ambiguous, if you will. So you don't really know until you ask. But we get that question a lot and it just kind of after a while feels defeating having to tell people things about yourself that you never really cared to incorporate into your personality. Like why is that something you want to know? So my question is, is that I don't understand why talking about these things and sharing experiences or being honest about things would damage a child's mind and automatically make them a divisive person. What has learning ever really harmed is my question. I think some of us just prefer to not know. We prefer to not look in the direction of what makes us uncomfortable. And well, that's unfortunate that you live in a a mental bubble, but it's not 
the world's fault for rupturing your bubble of comfort by educating you on where you might be fucking up. So I think it's for some white people, maybe a guilt thing. Like you feel like acknowledging racism and Jim Crow and all this other things that have happened to black people or having to move past your feelings of your, your gay niece or nephew or whatever. I don't know why it is so hard to accept another. I genuinely don't get it because even still I'm able to disagree with someone and not disrespect them in the same token. What I mean by that is that you're entitled to your opinion. You can counter everything that I'm saying, everything that I'm thinking, because this episode is simply just opinion-based for the most part. But there is a second part to it that is going to show you why these hierarchies are in place, how media has shaped our, our views of each other, and how that affects how we treat each other, right? So it's more than just, well, you know, guys, we gotta rip the bandage off quick on this one. There's a lot of buildup. There's a lot of inherent opinions and biases that are there. And I want people to understand why they are there. It takes a lot to admit that you have had racial biases in your past. Me being a minority myself, having a racial bias toward Hispanic people. And I know that there are some Hispanic people that do look down on blacks themselves. There's, there's tension amongst the minorities as well, because we're taught that we need to hate each other. We're taught that there's a certain standard of beauty and we're all chasing after that for why? Why are we doing that? We all know that we're doing it. We talk about it all the time amongst ourselves, the beauty standard, but why? And then you have the people of color, which are the other. They are not the Eurocentric featured people. They are, they're of color. The one drop rule was a real thing. I know I've heard people ask about that before. Yeah, the one drop rule was a thing, just like eugenics was a thing. A pseudoscience about the inherent differences in the body and mind of someone who is black versus someone who's white. There are just certain things you can't help. An actual science. So there's more than just, like I said, black and white to black and white. And I hope that moving forward, we can have a productive conversation about it. I invite you to get with me on Twitter. I really don't want to start a Twitter war with anything, but if you have things to add, I will find a way to be able to read these things back to you regarding topics. I just need the time to do that. So understand that I'm, I'm very understanding as a person and I do get that it is a touchy thing for some people because they don't understand why it's so inflammatory to say this or to say that, or you're just being, you're just overreacting. You're not, it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't that deep. You are not in a position to tell anyone else how they feel about anything. You may disagree. You may think that is never something that I would ever find deep enough to react to, but for someone else, it destroyed them, right? And I do talk about empathy a lot, but I'm asking you for sympathy. Not empathy, I'm not asking you to feel with me because you couldn't. You're not a black person in this country, you wouldn't know. That's why it's so confusing and blinding for you because you're not seeing what we see because you don't experience what we have and do experience. That's empathy. Women can empathize with each other because we have periods from hell, we have cramps, we We've all bled through our genes once or twice, right? That's an empathy thing. But a man will never be able to empathize with a woman because he won't have a period. But he believes that your pain is real. He can sympathize with you and say, oh, geez, she's really in a bad spot. Let me get some Midol and maybe like, well, what do you need? You know, blanket, a hug, chocolate. You can sympathize because you see that she's not feeling well. She's moody. You believe that her pain is real. I'm asking why white people cannot do the same thing about minorities in this country, especially considering black people, slavery, Jim Crow, all the things that shape 
what is today. You know, of course, then I get attacked with like, what about police reform? And I'm like, where does that even come from? I'm just thinking of things that when racial politics comes up, like where it gets geared off to. And of course that comes up and it's like, okay, but first off, before we get to reform, you want to talk about how police started in this country, like what it was, slave catchers. And okay, so you don't know the correlation. Well, if you give me a chance to show you, I mean, and I don't really ever get that chance. Hence why I got the podcast. I got the mic. I'm the one that's telling you if you're bored on the shit or listening to this or you're on your lunch break at work, you're taking the time to educate yourself. And I want to deeply thank you for listening this far because this is me at an extremely vulnerable topic that is extremely controversial at the same time and I'm just I'm just trying to keep it honest with you no one's attacking you no one's laughing at you because you don't know if you want to know tune in next week I needed to add something in here that I came across actually on TikTok and I know that TikTok is not the greatest news source but in my opinion it's up there with Viceland with objective media coverage news coverage that is So what we'll be talking about in part two is how representation and ethics play in media. So again, I said earlier, what we see shapes how we feel about things and people and groups and structures and places and things. It shapes how we think and how we move about ourselves in the world. So this TikTok shares a sample from Brave New Films. It's a film that they put out and it is bold and it is truthful, hurtful truthful as well because it's so accurate. The media coverage of the rioters in this country, when they're talking about black rioters, they're talking about thugs and criminals and animalistic behaviors. Who would treat a cop like that? You know, and then they say, what would happen if we took the audio from the news coverage on black rioters and protesters, rioters especially? What if we took the audio from the black rioters and put it over the coverage of the white rioters because it is a stark difference. There's white men punching each other, hanging from street posts and stop signs and all kinds of things that are happening on both sides. But you only associate violence with one particular group. Why is that? Because the media shows it to you in that way. So I encourage everyone to stop this podcast right now. Go to Google, type in www.bravenewfilms.org. And go take a watch on the news coverage because seeing this, me talking about it is one thing, describing it to you is one thing, but that's the thing about media, visually especially, I don't have that pull just yet. I don't have that pull just yet. I don't have your eye on what I'm saying. To see how black people are talked about out loud regarding protests, regarding violence versus white people doing the same thing at the same time and no arrests are made, there's no riot gear, there's no police brutality, there's no one really questioning anything. There was one guy that shoved a cop and high-fived his buddies because the dude didn't do anything, and he felt was like, yeah, he felt it was time to high-five. Seriously, stop this podcast if you haven't. Go look at this, because I walked away for a second and was going across some research, and I, I came across this film, and I did not intend to, and do you see it now, question mark, says the po- the original poster. In honor of Black History Month, learn. Learn. So please, go watch this film. And it will put a little bit of perspective on things before we get into why media has done this, why they do it, what it does to the minds of the viewers, why the viewers matter, how representation is construed in this country. 
In honor of Black History Month, we're going to learn, guys. We're going to learn. And I welcome you to stick around because I promise you, I promise you, it is so worth it to just at least educate yourself. You don't have to agree at the end of the day, but at least now when the racial conversation comes up, now you know where to pause and ask questions instead of making statements. Now you might know the lingo, the appropriate way to address someone when you have a question about a certain group of people. But maybe now through way of learning the appropriate ways to ask a question who to ask, how to ask it, you know. It's not too hard to learn. And once you do, you can apply it. And it's okay. It's like speaking another language, like Germans. I speak German all the time and I'm not perfect, but the fluent ones really appreciate my effort and willingness to stick with it and be patient with myself because they're being patient with me. They allow me to be patient enough to figure things out for myself and ask a question or state the phrase. But I have to stop and think sometimes about like, hold on, what's the word for this thing right here? Okay, that's okay. I got it. How do I present it and ask a question and use the correct verb and formal informal like there's a lot of things that go into my mind before I just open my mouth and I really think that learning allows us to be able to recall that information in order to state something phrase something ask something in the way that will be beneficial and respectful for all I just think that there's a better way of doing things and now that we're talking about it we're just going to go head first into it so with that said definitely stay tuned for the next episode because it will be worth the listen for sure